Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing on the 16th of August. August, no, April. What am I talking about August? I'll talk about August because we'll be talking about Tour de France later. That's why I'm thinking about August. No, 16th of April. Here we are still in lockdown, but don't worry, there is still plenty of sport here to talk about on the New Zealand uh, radio sport. And in the news today, we have the A-League fires shots at NRL. The IPL set to be postponed again. Um, Super League Rugby could be played into December. NRL 360 journalist calls for unity. <laughs> okay. Uh, and darts players set to work from home. And to kick us all off, I'm going to hand you over to Stephen in the Deep South. He'll take us through the football. Yes, good morning again to all the eyes and ears out there today. Getting ready to start your day the best way with the latest in the football news. Today, we have league football wages sorted. Lionesses join players together. But first, yes, the A-League have fired shots at its rival Australian competition, the NRL. Nothing like a bit of inter-country competition rivalry, is there? Stating it will not follow the NRL into rushing in to resumption of its league. The FFA have vowed only to resume the season after receiving the green light from all state and federal government health agencies. The FFA chief has said that we have other sports, this is very condescending, isn't it? We have other sports acting as individuals, and that won't be the A-League's approach. It is not just about football, it is bigger than that. Now, all semi-pro and grassroots football has already been halted until the end of May, and the A-League, of course, will reassess its season on the 22nd, but they're already getting out in the news and are popping shots off at those other competitions who are looking at themselves and their money more than anything else. Sydney FC, of course, hold an eight-point lead at the top of that table over Melbourne City, who are further four points ahead of the mighty Wellington Phoenix. England women's football squad have announced a collective donation to hashtag Players Together Fund. Now, the Players Together Fund was set up, of course, by a number of EPL players to raise funds directly for the NHS instead of taking that wage cut. The Lionesses squad has been in discussion with EPL players and have decided to make a whole team collective donation to the cause rather than do things individually. Now, while life is good at the top for the EPL players, on the big money, 
playing hero, gifting all this money and coin to the NHS. Life is a bit more real for those down in the lower leagues. And it is in League One and Two, the clubs have decided and how they will assist their teams and players. Now, the players will take a 25% wage deferral for the month of April, but it gets a bit complicated because it's only for those who are on more than £2,500. Now, those earning less than that will receive their pay in full, but for those above that line, will take the 25% cut, but only if it doesn't take them below the £2,500 pay rate. So it's a bit complicated, and I think a lot of people will be eating their fingers out trying to work out how much money they're going to get. The hope is, though, the plan will keep the league in a fully financially fit state for the duration of time without football. That is it from Football Headlines from me, Paul. Enjoy day, everyone, and I'll see you again tomorrow for more. Thank you very much to Stephen from the Deep South, and we'll hand you over now to Ashwin, uh, who will take us through our cricket uh, update. Good morning, Paul, and good morning, listeners. I think um, to work out those uh, lower league IPL salary, EPL salaries, you're going to have to get your shoes and socks off as well. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, in cricket news, as Paul mentioned in the headline, IPL is set to be indefinitely postponed again. So with the lockdown in India extended through to until the 3rd of May, is it curtains for the IPL? The BBC, the BBC, BCI, BCCI, we'll get it out eventually, has unofficially postponed the 2020 version of IPL indefinitely. The last final, the last year's finalists were originally supposed to have started the tournament back on the 29th of March, and it normally ends on the 24th of March. There's now little likelihood that this year's edition of the IPL will go ahead, considering the fact that the windows are just basically closing in on them in terms of when they can actually reschedule the IPL for. Remember, if it ever goes ahead either, is that the T20 World Cup is scheduled for Australia later in the year as well. In other news in women's cricket, qualifying matches for the 50-over World Cup, have been the points have been split between the countries. The series between Pakistan, India, South Africa, Australia and Sri Lanka, New Zealand, all postponed due to COVID-19, or also known as coronavirus, have been postponed indefinitely again and therefore the points have been split those were also doubling as qualifying matches for the 50 over world cup which is scheduled for new zealand starting in feb 2021 and that is the truncated cricket news for today thank you very much ashwin and uh, a quick ad break here folks last night we had do you know sport uh, where the uh, the kiwi team saw off their competitors from England. Uh, so, looking folks, if you would like to come on, do you know sport? Um, then, <laughs> then do drop a line. We're looking for teams of two people. So grab yourself a mate and come on. It is great fun. Uh, and we're on a Wednesday evening at eight p.m. Next up, I'll hand you over to Stephen, who will take us through today's birthdays. Thank you, Paul, and a good morning to everyone this morning and birthdays. An all-white that made it to Spain, a New Zealand-born rugby player who dropped blossomed in Japan, and the most capped silver fern. And that is where we start. Laura Robin Langman is a New Zealand international netball player who plays for the Sunshine Coast Lightning in the Australian Super Netball League. Primarily a mid-court player, Langman is the current captain of the New Zealand national netball team nicknamed the Silver Ferns. Langman is currently the most capped player for the Silver Ferns, having overtaken the record of 145 national team matches held by Oren van Dijk. 
Laura Robin Langman, born this day, the 16th of April, 1986, in Hamilton. She is 34 years old today. Moving right along, Luke Thompson is a retired Japanese rugby union player. He played as lock and occasionally at flanker. Thompson started his career with Canterbury in New Zealand, but after, after his route to the team was blocked by the return of Brad Thorne and the presence of Chris Jack, he signed for the senior Wild Knights in 2004, but later in his career for Kintetsu Liners. Thompson made his international debut for Japan in 2007 and played through until his retirement after last year's Rugby World Cup, making 67 appearances. Luke Thompson, or as we know him up in Japan, Tonpusan Ruku, born this day, the 16th of April, 1981, in Christchurch. He's 39 years old. And uh, finally to the round ball game, yeah, there you go, Stevie. Bobby Armand is a former footballer who represented New Zealand and was part of the first New Zealand side to contest a FIFA World Cup in 1982. Armand played for New Zealand between 1979 and 1982, making 28 appearances. Robert Bobby Ronald Armand, born this day, the 16th of April, 1951, in London, England. He is 69 years old today. Interestingly enough, though, I will mention the 1982 All-Whites football team is very fondly remembered by the company, by this uh, country, beg your pardon, by not only qualifying for the World's finals in Spain, but also remembering the epic qualifying schedule of 15 games at venues stretching halfway across the world, including having to score five goals just to stay in the tournament against Saudi Arabia away, which they achieved, and then a repeat dose against China, which they did 2-1 an amazing performance by that 1982 All Whites team. Back to you, Paul. Thank you, Stephen. And uh, yeah, happy birthday to all those. Hope they have a great time in lockdown. I am starting to wonder, though, with people like uh, Antonella Brown and Laura, whether we should be saying uh, how many years young they are rather than how many years old they are. But maybe that's just my grey beard um, nowadays. But uh, moving on to the rugby news then. And Sanzar have been out and about doing the interviews. Uh, and the quotes they've had is basically they could be playing up until December. In reality, though, let's be honest, uh, it's all up in the air and it's all speculation um, at this time. But in our interview with um, Cameron Bell, the Northland CEO, uh, rugby CEO, we did talk about having uh, uh, Boxing Day games and perhaps uh, New Year's Day games. But we'll see whether that actually uh, comes into fruition. You can check out that interview on the Facebook page or on the podcast um, as well. Uh, in other news, the um, New Zealand rugby or, or rugby in New Zealand has received $7.3 million under the government wage subsidy. The largest of those bodies to receive money is New Zealand rugby itself with $3,687,444 so far um, for their 531 staff. Wow, I didn't realise that they had quite so many staff at New Zealand Rugby you don't know what they all do um, so yes they're clearly they're, they're, all those staff have taken their 20% pay cuts and obviously this wage subsidy is helping towards that also New Zealand Rugby is still in discussion with the New Zealand Players Association around the pay cuts that the players might take this is the Super Rugby players and above um, and uh, at the moment it's not going to be a simple set percentage by the sound of it because they're looking at protecting the players on the lowest salaries so those who earn less than $50,000 a year um, would have a priority. That includes Sevens players, Black Ferns and Draft Super Rugby players. The, um, with a minimum 
uh, salary for a full-time rugby, uh, super rugby player being 75,000, uh, they would not be covered by that, obviously. So, uh, all super, so, that, so that's still ongoing. No reports yet as to what it will be, but it won't be a simple uh, percentage cut. Uh, over in England, the Players' Union over there, Chris, uh, the, um, Chris, the Player Rugby Association, Christian Day, uh, has come out and said it's been an absolute mess, um, the salary cuts in the uh, uh, Gallagher Premiership. Uh, and that's because there has been no coordination at all. All 13 clubs, and now there are 12 clubs in the Premiership, plus the uh, London Irish, or, uh, sorry, plus Newcastle Falcons, um, who are going to get promoted from the uh, Championship, um, have been doing it their own way. So whilst some clubs have protected the uh, those on the lowest wages in a similar way that New Zealand Rugby and New Zealand Rugby Players Association are doing, other clubs have not. Um, and that has caused the Players Association a lot of difficulty because they have to deal with 13 different sets of situations with all these all these different um, advising their players rather than uh, it being a coordinated um, effort. And so uh, he's, been, he's been speaking out about that. The play, he's not saying the players shouldn't take cuts, but he's saying that there needs to be, uh, that there should be a standard way of doing it across all of the teams rather than it being separate at each one. I'm going to hand you back now to Stephen from the Far North, who's going to take us through our NRL news. Oh, thank you. And there's a little bit to uh, digest this morning. Paul Kent, who is a host for the NRL 360 show, has called on players to put their self-interest aside in a bid to save the NRL season that has been threatened by the COVID-19 pandemic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Brisbane Broncos' Darius Boyd came out and said he would rather retire than locate into isolation in New South Wales. But Kent believes players need to look at the game's interests ahead of their own. Good luck with that. I don't mean that in a selfish way, but they are the only only kidding considering their own self-interest. This is the making or breaking of Clint Newton, who is the leader of the Rugby League Players Association, who has to get the players together and galvanise them. Now, Kent pointed to a long time ago kangaroo, Kangaroos tour where players used to spend quite a bit of time away from their families. That is less than the players are asked to do now to be away from home. Back in those days, players had weddings and babies in the off-season. Terry Lamb famously pulled out for family commitments. It's a personal choice then. You can go ahead and do that. If you don't want to come into isolation, if you want to stay home because your baby is being born or your wife has a uni course or needs you to babysit, that is your choice. The players have that choice. That They may not get paid if they make that choice, but it's still their choice. Not everyone has to, to go with that, that particular uh, particular way of doing things. Well, it sounds sounds to me like he's saying that the players have got a choice, but I really want you to actually play. That's what it pretty much sounds like to me. Now, in uh, Warriors news, the Warrior chair, Rob Crute, and the CEO, Cameron George, had a lengthy phone conversation with NRL boss Todd Greenberg and Australian Rugby League chair Peter Valandes yesterday to uh, work out a scenario. An NRL statement said, the welfare needs of the Warriors needs to be met and the arrangements made to ensure the club is not competitively disadvantaged when the, the competition starts. We want the Warriors to be part of the 2020 season and we are doing everything we can to not only make that happen but provide the support they need at family level, Valande said. It is important to understand our aim is to restart the, the competition on May 28, which is six weeks away. Accordingly, we have ample time to analyse the data, ensure the infection rate is low, 
it has such a low level and there is a minimal risk to our players or the community. Valenda said they had discussed the needs of the players and the preferred locations and requirements of the club. According to Warrior CEO, uh, CEO uh, George, uh, Cameron George, bigger pardon, said he raised a number of matters on behalf of the players and believe progress is happening. The key for us is to be in a position of all the information we need so our players, football staff, their families have a full understand of what's, understanding of what we're facing. There is still much detail to be worked over, but I'm encouraged with where we are now. It almost uh, seems like this particular story has just been ongoing for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've you know, I've got my doubts about it. Back to you, Paul. Thank you very much, Stephen. Yes, we'll have to wait and see what happens with the NRL. It does keep going around in circles of nets. People saying, yes, we should do. No, we shouldn't do. Yes, we should do. Um, but uh, it'll land somewhere eventually. Uh, in scheduling news on New Zealand Sports Radio, yesterday we had Lara Collins uh, on the long talk. She is the CEO of Waka Armour, or the Outrigger Canoeing Setup here in New Zealand. Today at 2pm, we will have our long talk with Junior Fatialofa, uh, who is part of the Pacific Rugby Players um, Association up in the UK. Other ones that are in that are, that are coming up over uh, are Tony Lewis, the CEO of Tasman Rugby. Um, we also have the CEO of Lawn Bowls and the CEO of Surfing as well, all lined up to do to be on the long talk show as well. So don't forget like and subscribe um, to make sure you don't miss any of those interviews. Moving on to general news and the last starbender. That's right, uh, our Halberg winner this year, Israel Adesanya, uh, has, I'm sorry about the pronunciation there, uh, has um, donated 10,000 masks and 1,000 space shields to Wanganu District Health Board. Uh, he has also donated some to uh, the Auckland Health Board and also to their uh, Lagos in Nigeria where he was born. So good to see our sports stars. Uh, chipping in uh, as well. His mum is also a nurse in the Wanganui district um, district as well as, as well. Um, as we said at the top of the show, darts uh, players are going to be working from home. That's correct. Um, the PDC home tour is going to take place, where 32, uh, on the 32 consecutive nights, the um, four players will be action in, in action each evening in a league format, where they'll play against each other over over Zoom. Um, essentially, so we're playing darts at home, uh, each in their own bubble uh, against each other. So uh, that's going to be broadcast on um, PDC's own subscription TV channel. But it's good to see that the innovative ways that sports are using to get back together. And let's be honest, darts and golf are two sports where you don't actually the opposition doesn't actually alter what you do, unlike sort of tennis or rugby where you have to alter to what they do. So that could work really quite well. Yesterday we talked that the Tour de France was potentially going to get postponed uh, and overnight we had news that it had been officially postponed until the 29th of August and through to the 20th of September are the new dates. That still seems a little bit ambitious, uh, but uh, one of the reasons they are looking at getting uh, it, uh, as keeping it as close to the summer as possible is they do climb up into the mountains. Uh, and obviously once you get snow in the Alps, that could cause some issues which would mean having to reroute uh, and add all extra issues on top of it. So it's not surprising that they're looking at that, looking to get that race done as quickly as possible. Um, this race is essential for cycling. It's the biggest race in the calendar uh, and basically is the foundation for a lot of the team's sponsorship deals. So uh, it's no surprise that they're trying to get this race to happen as soon as possible. 
even if they do things like remove the promotional caravan uh, and ask people not to stand on the side of the roads. Um, obviously, trying to play behind closed doors when you're cycling down um, public roads is very difficult for cycling. So it's going to be interesting to see how they manage all of that. That is your news for today. Thank you very much to Stephen from the Deep South, Stephen from the Far North and Ashwin um, for, uh, for um, bringing them as their updates. Uh, and don't forget, we will be here at 8am every single morning bringing you the morning sports briefing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 